I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, the game. The thing I showed you. Yeah, I sent you that, and I was like, look! That's right. Anyway. Christmas. Christmas. Podcast. Birthday. Oh, so many things are happening. The podcast is so old. It really is. It needs to go to kindergarten. Wow. It's five years old. Five years old. Isn't the, that wild? The first episode appeared October 23rd, 2014. Wow. What a wholly different world in really every conceivable metric. So many, so many, so many damn books. We've been doing this for a long time. Long time. Yeah. Basically the length of our friendship, because um, we really... We only hung out maybe two times before we started. Before we like started actually doing the doing that. Yeah. yeah before we started going to uh, the Dr. Doctor Studios in Brooklyn. Yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. Some of our early Lost episodes. The, yes. Wow. It's crazy. I, 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 all, those, all of you who have um, been listening to us for that whole time, thank you for sticking with us as we figured out the shape of the thing pretty cool yeah and all those of you who are just joining there's five years of shows to go back and <laughs> yeah, listen to you're good for a minute yeah you have you just discovered a new podcast <laughs> that's awesome um i i like to think that you can just join in midstream though we don't have a lot of there's no plot that you're missing exactly yeah i like that you you'll can follow just, some threads yeah. like dating to engagement to married mm, yeah well that's the difference for the, for this episode. Sure. Is you're married now. Yeah. You're engaged now. Are we allowed to talk about that? Yeah, we can talk about that okay, too. Okay, I just wasn't sure if it was a secret. No, it's not a secret. You can't put things on Instagram that are secrets. Oh, yeah. Good point. Uh, But yeah, engaged. Yeah. Engaged to be married. A lot of life has happened. Yes. A lot of books have been read. I would love to... We. Sh- we we once figured out... At our 100th episode, we figured out how many minutes of the show we've done. Uh-huh. Um, I would like to just also just add up every book mentioned. <laughs> Woof. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that wouldn't be too hard. Yeah. Time consuming as with all statistical endeavors, but, uh, that'd be fun. Yeah. Gosh. So many books out there. Cheeseburgers. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so many damn drinks we've had. That's true. What's the what's the drink we're drinking right now? Oh, this one. Um, Sarah and I went to this uh, fall festival at the that botanic garden that I told people to go to uh-huh. <laughs> as yes. a recommendation a while ago. I've been really not recommending books recently. That's all right. Um, there was a whole field of ciders and meads to try. Cool. And this uh, naked flock people. I've never had a mead that tasted this light. Um, this and it's uh, it's called cherry smash. And it's a cherry flavored mead. And it tastes like cider. It really does. It's quite light. And I just put a little bit of that cardamom gin in it to give it an extra kick and some lime juice. Uh-huh. And uh it's nice. It's nice, nice it's drinking. A, yeah, it's a nice um it's a nice cool cocktail on a cool day. Yeah, it's uh and I'm calling it are you ready? Nice to mead you. Okay, Bob Belcher. <laughs> That's Honestly, high praise, if we, actually. <laughs> if, if we did a show, I feel like if if like our show was a cartoon, uh-huh. there would be a, the sandwich board in the background, but it would have joke book titles on it. Uh, I would love to see our 
a podcast become an animated television show be a tough you'd have to really jump off on a pretty tangential tangent yeah you know but yeah the the plots would be have little to nothing to do with the show yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah okay sure this actually reminds me of the the what i bought do we invite people to the party by the way before we get off the drink people ha- should come to the party yes Yes, um, you've heard about it. You heard about it in the last episode. You may have heard about it on various social media feeds. It's on November 13th, um, so that's a Wednesday, not far from... When you're listening to this, or in the past, if you're listening at our 10th year, and you're just now catching up. Yeah, but we had a party, and now go to the... But now for now, it's in the future. Yes. November 13th at King Tai, um, is, and it's going to be really fun. It's 7 p.m., we're gonna 7 p.m. Have, till whenever. Um, you and I are going to be there. There's going to be drinks from the show. Honestly, I think that's the thing that I'm most excited about is to see another bartender take on some of your drinks. Yeah. I think it's going to be really cool. Yeah, I think they're going to do, um, I think for sure, Voice of the Mags mm-hmm. is uh, the one, the drink we made for Robin Sloan uh, when he brought sourdough onto the onto the show, mm-hmm. um, which is one of my absolute favorite cocktails I've ever made. Yeah, that one's really... Came out really nice. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, and we're gonna, we haven't figured them all out yet, but, yep. but we also have books. We have, we're gonna, we have huge stacks of books that mm-hmm. we're giving away to anybody who wants to join. We have, uh, we're gonna be selling some of our totes. Mm-hmm. We have some um, pins to give away. Mm-hmm. Um, and Maybe we just, a surprise or two. Who knows? We're, we're, we're just gonna be there and hopefully just meeting you. Um, yeah. It's gonna be really fun to just raise a glass to, any and everybody who's been a little part of this and that honestly it does mean you if you have never said anything to us on itunes or instagram or twitter or an email or whatever you're just you've been listening and you happen to live in new york come we would we would really love to see you yeah it'd be so cool to meet some of you listeners so um if you were in the new york area we would love to see you king tai bar november 13th 7 p.m it's gonna be awesome yeah so okay so what i bought yeah now the buying A friend of mine from the new school and a bunch of friends of his uh, started a new literary food magazine. Cool. And it's called Dinner Bell. All right. So Dinner Bell Mag. Um, and they call, they say it's a weird food journal. <gasps> and cool. It's, it's really beautiful. It's a handmade, like hand stapled at their place, but it's all, it's in color. Wow. And it's like poetry. There's some spells in there, some short stories, some essays. Cool. And it's all, and Holy some shit, that really cool awesome. comics. And it's gorgeous. I mean, it's a really beautiful thing, even though it still ha- retains a sort of handmade feel. Mm-hmm. And um, they put stickers in the nice in the um package and it's just it's just absolutely beautiful cool such a cool little um little journal and you know it's just at the beginning like i feel like this is they say it's volume one couple of the things oh they're um they're one of their you know sayings mm-hmm. is no chefs no masters Ooh. which is cool Ooh. and uh so there was one that was um i will die by being mauled by the shoney's bear <laughs> which is sort of like a, a click hole almost uh-huh. uh yeah cool. it's really really fun uh yeah so i bought that nice and i also bought another really small press thing that i put a picture of on instagram uh-huh um it's called 
Leanna fled the Cranberry Bog. Uh huh. And um, it's a story told in Cootie Catchers. Cool. <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> it it's twenty six. They they send it's like in a vinyl sort of like uh-huh. a like a record sleeve, and they they just send you the twenty six papers. And, and you fold them up. And you fold them all. And then it's it's a choose-your-own-adventure. I was going to say, it must be, yeah. And there's a bolded word that tells you, like, however many letters in that word is how many times you open and close. Ooh. And they've got sections, so you can tell a full story. And, like, every time you read it, it can be a little different. Neat. Yeah, and that's um, that's put out by Nine Pin Press. Uh-huh. And they do all sorts of really cool stuff. There's a... um. There's a tarot deck that tells a story that Jedediah Barry wrote. Ooh. And um, yeah, I go and look at all of their uh, wares. You know, and this was I was really surprised for for what this is. It was like twenty bucks. This huh. this um story in Cootie Catchers. And it kind of reminds me of um of like a Decemberist song in some ways. Like it's <laughs> I mean, it sounds like the title of a Decemberist song. Um yeah, and of course the person who wrote it is named Jenna Rose Nethercott. Which cool. If that's, that's a, a good name, if, if that's a real name, that is awesome. And if it's a fake name, I'm even it's even cooler. Like what <laughs> what good imagination? <laughs> um, and she's actually a typist. She's like a poem typist. Roving. Oh, cool. Yeah, nice of, of the of the cu- custom uh, typing trade uh-huh. of which I know a little bit myself. Uh, yeah, no, I've seen your secret pin. <laughs> so that's what I've been spending money on. Nice. What about you? I didn't spend money on these books they got sent to us <laughs> Yay. um but it, it's a it's an exciting pair that i've been waiting for the moment to talk about uh the the fine folks at biblioasis up there in canada mm-hmm. sent us copies of uh the booker shortlisted ducks newbury port by mm-hmm. lucy elliman which i'm tremendously excited to read um, it also just got listed for the shortlist for the goldsmith's prize nice which i think it has a pretty high chance of winning this is that like 1100 page Mm -hmm. um one a few sentences it makes me think of zone the matthias enard book that we read with john darneal um yeah yeah that like because apparently there's also there are little interruptions that are more linearly normal sentences okay that's interesting yeah but i'm i'm everything i've heard about it sounds like it's wild at first i i'm gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you the first time i heard it, i was like "Ooh, that sounds exhausting <laughs> um but then i i read a little bit of it and i was surprised i i liked this um quite a bit more than i liked that mm-hmm. that is book um just the narrator i just wanted to spend more time with them yeah um but they also sent us because we were they had reached out to us about ducks and we were like anything else you want to send they sent a book called the dishwasher mm-hmm. uh by stefan larue that sounds like a you know disgruntled food service employee bildungsroman i don't know it's it just i don't know too much about it and i'm going to try to remain in the dark until i pick it up mm-hmm. but it does sound like a good sort of i don't know darker twist on sweet bitter maybe mm. i'm excited to see what it is cool yeah what a cool press like i hadn't yeah really heard of them before and now i'm looking at their list and it's like why hadn't i heard of them before it's like a very cool really beautiful cover art reminds me of europa in that Mm -hmm. sort of um international feel yeah i think it's i think it is because they are they're uh, our neighbors to the north and Mm -hmm. they are not as widely distributed in the states yet yeah yet yeah 
I, it seems like Duck's Newberry Port is their like. It, yeah, it's their big swing. See, uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> see what cool stuff we have. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. So, um, what else have you been reading? We hmm. do we do this every year around this time. You know, I've been I've been loving, seriously loving, listening to. Uh, Stephen Fry read me Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. I'm in um, book five now, and I only have a couple weeks until uh, my parents are in town. Uh-huh. And we're all gonna go see the Cursed Child play. Oh, fun! Um, and so I've been trying to desperately to get to through it all before then. Mm-hmm. But I think the length of the books is actually going to keep me from. Yeah, you could probably read them faster. But yeah, yeah. I understand you the completest. Yeah. I like I like having Stephen Fry. He's he's got a great um I don't know, I, I like the his different little voices and mm-hmm. compared to Jim Dale's different little voices. Right. Um the I don't know, I, I he also read all of um Sherlock Holmes, which uh-huh. is something that I'm always oh, like going in between those. Cool. Um so and and I don't know, like it's it's just great to be walking around it in Harry's world in a way that I I mean I've never listened to them before, mm-hmm. so it was really it's really fun to do it this way. Cool. Yeah. When's the last time? This is the first time that I've read them since Deathly Hallows came out. Uh yeah, yeah I haven't read them since I reread the whole run in the lead up to Deathly Hallows. Yeah, that's what I did too. But I've thought about it occasionally in the last maybe two or three years. I've been like, huh. I feel like maybe that's something that would be interesting to do now mm-hmm. it's th- there's been enough time that some of the some of the details have faded in my mind so yeah. i think i could be not surprised but at least like pleasantly oh yeah that kind of thing I, i've been dismayed to realize how much of the books have been like supplanted by the movie in my head like mm. i because like i'm li- re- listening and i'm like oh right like Crookshanks is huge in Prisoner of Azkaban, like, uh-huh. and they just kind of took took that cat out of there for the movie. Right, 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 right. Um, That's interesting. I see. I'm. It's well, this is one of the many reasons that I'm glad that I didn't see the fifth or either of the seventh movies. Hmm. I'm. There are still some images. Like, I don't know that I'll ever be able to see the fight in the Ministry of Magic at the end of the fifth book without like some of those images of the like the blue tinted space that they were in in the movie or the big fight at the end of deathly hallows Mm -hmm. like that crane shot of the two of them with their wands at each other Mm. i don't i'll be curious to see if my own mind is able to erase those if i ever do the whole series in a row by the time i get to it like if it'll diverge enough I'm noticing that it's like um, it's it's just refreshing my old idea as I read it. I'm like, oh right, that's mm. how I pictured it. Um, you know, especially stuff like um, like I just pictured Diagon Alley so differently than they put it in the movie. Oh yeah. Um, and I was being reminded, like, oh right, I imagined it this way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Head cannon, I guess. As people, call I think it. that is what the kids say. The kids on Tumblr still on Tumblr. <laughs> kids. Are they? Are you still on Tumblr? I don't think anybody's still. I think Frank Ocean is the only person still on Tumblr. Oh, good for him. Yeah. Which, I mean, that makes sense. So you've been 
you've been reading, I assume. Yes. <laughs> um, I managed. You were on your honeymoon. I was. Um, honeymoon reading. That's that's, that's gotta basically be some pr- all we did on our honeymoon. It was but, great. That I mean, slept. Seriously, if you uh, if I you know you have to marry someone that you can read next to. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, it was also, it was lovely because it was October, so I had the chance to, like, I read Needful Things, mm-hmm. which is, well, like, a big Stephen King book, and I didn't have anything else to do. I had nothing else to distract. It was just, like, I can just live in this 850-page Stephen King book. That's a, the devil, right? Kind of. He, sh- he shows up in Castle Rock with a little store, mm-hmm. yeah, and people walk in, and he's like, I can give this to you for whatever you have in your pocket, and a favor. And everybody's Ooh. like, ooh! Um, it's fun too because the second season of Castle Rock started on Hulu sure which is focusing more on apparently Misery and Salem's Lot as touchstones but like having just been in that town for a while and now starting to watch the TV show I'm like there's a different headcanon thing that's happening I'm like oh that's what the Mellow Tiger looks like in the show right I thought it looked like this but cool this is interesting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah it's just I mean it's also been nice not working in the period of like the wedding the honeymoon i've been writing a lot but just being able to be like yep and now i'm gonna just sit down and read and to do it in a way that almost approximates what it was like to do when we were kids wow that feeling of just like and yep i'm gonna can i read for the next hour sure are you trying to make everybody who's listening to the show jealous of you? Because it's working. Look, I am trying to tell you to break the shackles of your capitalist overlords. Yeah. Um, Quit your job. You heard it here first. <laughs> we went on kind of a second honeymoon. Uh, some dear friends gave us a week's stay at their family place in Vermont. Cool. And so uh, we were right by North Shore Bookstore in Manchester. Mm-hmm. And I won't say what these books were, but I brought four books with me, one of which I was reading. I will say that it was um, The Bird's Nest by Shirley Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep saying this and tagging Ben Dreyer about it, but I'm reading Shirley's novels in order right now, uh-huh. uh, which has been really fun. The Bird's Nest, fucking weird, man. Woo! So I brought that with me and I finished it and I was like, okay. And I had these other three books and I tried all of them and I kind of aggressively did not like any of them. Ouch. So I went to North Shore and I bought two books danny was like buy buy two mm-hmm. and i was like okay read the one liked it and i was like okay i think we're okay started the second one fucking loathed it just like oh how did this get published i was angry at it and i put it down this is maybe a like a day and a half later because we were in vermont and had nothing else to do so i read the whole other book and i was like danny i i don't like this book and she was like do you do you want to drive the half hour back to Manchester and return it and get <laughs> wow. out of the book? And I was like, yes, I do. Please, thank you for not judging me about that. <laughs> so I did. And then I bought another book that I really loved. Which is that one? I'll tell you in recommendations. Ooh, okay. Ooh, make you listen to the end of the episode. Um, Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I'm, that's, I mean, that's some harrowing vacation reading. I mean, like, this I is really, the whole oof. thing about, like, choosing the right books for your honeymoon. Like, I feel like... There's some pressure there. There's a lot of pressure on some books. I mean, the first honeymoon fucking knocked it out of the park. (laughs) (laughs) I have a I have a reading question for you. Go for it. Something that I've been thinking about is, um, do you what What do you think of dreams? To like, as like, 
uh, in, a, in a book yeah as like a psychoanal psychoanalytic space you know for you to be like oh, oh. this is the metaphor of what's going on in this in this character's brain um because i've been noticing that i skip them i, hmm. I mean not skip but but sort of glance through because it's not it doesn't huh. feel i feel like it's like cheating yeah it's like did you not did you not get it already i'm I, you know i i don't always believe this and like of course i've seen it done well i like a dream that fakes me out when it's well done where it's like chapter starts and somebody woke up and they're doing all this stuff and like something goes horribly weirdly you awry. like an it's an it was all a dream chapter yeah only i mean it has to have a payoff it can't just be like that was all a dream just fucking with you like ah, just come on i don't I don't mind dreams when they when there isn't that much weight on them. Mm. When it's like, you know, somebody who's like longing for somebody has a dream where they were talking to them or they were talking to like a dead parent or something. And it, but it's like, you're not seeing the dream fully described. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit more of like, this is like that moment of waking up and being unable to fully extricate yourself from a dream. Okay, because that I think there's a lot. That happens to me sometimes in life. I think it happens to everybody. But yeah. it causes a different. A sh- it can cause a shift in your mood and how you react to things based on the dream that you had. That's what's interesting to me about dreams is if if it's used, they're using it in that sort of. Mm-hmm. Okay. If it's just like here's this crazy dream that happened, and then the person is just like, well, and then I continued on and did stuff, and like didn't figure out the metaphor of the dream until the last twenty pages of the book. <laughs> that's not. That's not how it works. That's not how life works. Okay. We like I don't. I do believe in dream interpretation and things like that, but I don't see myself using it. Like I'm not a, like like in a Jungian, like a Freudian way. No, in more of a just if we if we don't really know ultimately what dreams are, mm-hmm. the best understanding that I have of them is like the clearing house for all the shit that's in your head. And so sometimes it is just like I read a bunch of spooky books and I had a spooky dream. Mm-hmm. But then every once in a while, it's like, you know, you wake up and you don't know why, but you're like, oh my God, I just remembered this thing that I haven't thought about that's an that's somehow important. Mm-hmm. It's like that level of, I don't know, the brain has a bunch of mysteries. That's there, where I come down on it. There's, um, there was this interview with Amy Bender that I couldn't find um, to be able to quote it um, verbatim, but she was talking about um, how she started to come up with her style mm-hmm. and she was in class and writing these stories that um where the characters had dull lives but they had fascinating like you know the amy bender mm-hmm. dreams mm-hmm. uh and the her writing instructor i believe or maybe it was her own realization on her own was just like just make the dream the story make the dream huh i like that because that's where you're that's where you're having the most fun anyway so like yeah. figure out how to make that the story and I that anytime that like there's a really good dream in a book that I'm like, ooh, that was good, but that's not the point. I sometimes wish mm. that that's what you know. I yeah. how do you feel about about dream logic? The like David Lynch style in a dream, you don't have to be tied to the fundamental rules I mean, of reality. I can. That's why I feel like it's catnip, and why I think like it, it can be used so incorrectly. Mm. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, it is more often done poorly than done well. Yeah. But so this is my, that was my reading comprehension question. Nice. I like that one. Thank you. That was good. <laughs> 
I was also looking at stuff on my shelf that I have had on there for there forever, uh-huh. and I still want to read. And if you've read these books, tell me whether or not I should. Ooh, okay. Uh, Swan Gondola by Timothy Shaffert. I've moved moved this book a bazillion times. Good title. Great. Yeah. Um, and it's got something to do with theme parks in some way. I can't remember. Uh, and then Sunnyside by Glenn David Gould, which is the um, Charlie Chaplin book. And yeah, those two. Those two have... Mm. Uh, Sunnyside, I've had that book since I lived in Boston. Wow. So that's a lot that that, that book one's been has hanging around. Mo- moved with me. It still has the receipt from the Brookline Booksmith <laughs> <laughs> in it. You go back and be like, um, <laughs> I never read this. <laughs> Can you give me my $7? <laughs> So please, if you've read The Swan Gondola by Timothy Shaffert or Sunnyside by Glenn David Gould, tell, tell me if I should read them. Nice. <laughs> or it's time to put those on the take stack finally. Yeah. I loved Carter Beats the Devil, so it's hard for me to pass oh, uh-huh. um, Pass Sunnyside. It's just like I'm never quite in the mood to go into like a not biography of Charlie Chaplin. Yeah. Uh, should we talk recommendations? Sure. You want to recommend things? I will. Okay, so yes. I've got two. The two two that you read on your um, recent love travels. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were my favorite books that I read in October, and they're actually like two of the best books that I read all year. One of them is um, Kate Reculia's Tuesday Mooney Talks to Ghosts. Oh yeah. Um, man, I just that book would like I ate it up. It's a Boston book. It's a it's a very pointedly like October book. It's a treasure hunt book. Mm-hmm. Um, I really I was feeling like a lot of nostalgia for Boston and like Boston in October, and it just I really loved it. It's a it's a very charming book. It's like a grown up Westing game in mm-hmm. some ways. Yes. Um, you told me you finished it, and like you very rarely actually just text me a recommendation. Uh huh. And you did. And I picked it up next. Yeah. The beginning of it was when I was like, oh, oh it's so this fun. is a, and I think your mileage will vary with the way that she takes the story, but the beginning of it is just like, it doesn't, you will, you will still love the book coming out of it because she just fucking goes for it and knocks it out of the park at the beginning of the book. So much fun. Yeah. Um, the other one is this book that I, the, the final purchase in Manchester. Um, the 10,000 Doors of January by Alex E. Harrow. Oh, yeah. Man, I loved it. it it's it been calling to me for a while. I finally went and picked it up. It's a book about storytelling. It's a, a magical book of like other lands that you can sort of travel to via the written word, which is what we all feel about books, but actually a tangible magic where somebody's able to do that. There's a book inside of a book that is done superbly well. Um, It's just, and it's set in like the early 1900s. So there's also a little bit of that like fairy tale magic to it in a way, almost at this point. Cool. Really, really, really loved both of these books in like the perfect autumnal way. Wow. Yeah. How about you? Okay. So, I'm recommending this book that I I could have sworn I've already recommended on this show before, like but maybe I dreamed it. <laughs> Me too. Oh, nice. And uh, it's called Vita Nostra 
um, and it's by Sergei and Marina Diachenko. They're, they actually are, I believe, a husband and wife uh, writing team, which is cool. And it was translated by um, Julia Metov Hersey. Really interesting um, fantasy novel that's like a, an, a girl goes off to basically like an anti-Hogwarts. She does not want to learn mm. magic. She is capable of great magic, but hates it. Huh. And so they just put her, they put her mom in peril and say like, unless you learn magic, your mom will get hurt. Whoa. Um, and so she's learning it under duress. And it's just, if you thought the way that the magician's magic worked was like mm-hmm. kind of brutish, this is even so much worse. Oh, wow. There's so many things where she's like, I don't know, like she completes a task and like vomits gold coins and like has then like isn't able to keep the gold coins. She uses them to like buy her way to the end of the school year. <laughs> it's and it's I don't know. It was a it's like this strange metaphysical book um, that I just ate up. Neat. And and it's also just the first in a series. So everyone needs to go buy them, buy this book and make it a sensation because they haven't translated the second one yet. They do. I feel like when I was at Northshire, they had another book yes. from Dan Daughter in the Dark. Uh-huh. It's a new new title from them, mm. um, which which is not part of the series, which is right. cool. Like I'm glad that they're they're like, oh, maybe the series and maybe this one off. Right. We'll see which takes off for you. Um, and I don't know. I need more Vita Nostra. I need to know what happens next in her second year at the magical school under duress. Cool. <laughs> It's so weird. Yeah. And super weird. Yeah. So, so that's, that's all she wrote. That's it. That's Uh, where we're at. So please, everybody, thank you so much for five years. Five years. Come toast with us. Yeah. Come to King Tai. Wednesday, November 13th, 7 p.m. If you don't, if you're like they're having a party and I don't remember any of the details, it's all over our Twitter and our Instagram, mm-hmm. and yeah, we would just love to see you and see the people that we've been in your ears of. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun, and um, then we get to start thinking about what we're gonna do for the next five years. Yeah, you know. Yeah, w- w- the 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 uncharted lands. This is where shit gets crazy. <laughs> um. And, you know, we really thank everybody who supports us on Patreon. Um, it's so cool that you guys are doing that. We have something really fun planned for the end of the year for y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you want to get in on that, there's only a couple spots at that level left. So you should uh, sign up for Patreon if you want to do that. You should also leave us a review on iTunes. They really help. They really, really help us. Truly, they it means do. that new people are finding the show and then the algorithm is happy. And also, we love it when when you talk about us on social media. Yeah, we like that too. Because um, that's another fun way for people to find out about the show. So, thank you. Thank you. It's been really fun. Hey, thank you. Oh, thank you, Drew. It's been uh, it's been a good five years. It has been a good five years. A lot of books, a lot of reading. A lot of reading. Got to go do some more now. Yes. Yeah. And uh, also, you know, we should say this all the time, but thank you very much to every guest we've ever had on the show. Yes. Um we've had a lot of people on and it is so cool that people come to our various spaces and talk books with us yeah all right love you guys bye bye